All right, you guys. So welcome to Tea with Leah V. And I have my very beautiful uh, Zegzi guest, Monet, with me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. No problem. Always. Anytime. So um, welcome to Tea with Leah V. Tea with Leah V has no rhyme or reason. It's just friends talking shit and you're indirectly invited. Let's get into it. Today's topic is glamorizing thin mediocrity in fashion and beyond with Monet. Ooh. Oh, that was strong. I like that. That sounded sexy. I was. <laughs> it was very sexy. <laughs> okay, so Monet, I'll put this down because I want to get into you and celebrate you today. Um, you came to my house looking like a whole motherfucking uh, rack of lamb, okay? <laughs> Okay, very moisturized, very juicy, over over. Got the I Dream of Jeannie Pony yes. out here, okay? And so I, I knew that you were, I've met you in passing. I've never, like, we never had a sit-down, talk, dinner, or anything like that. Um, but you always had a great vibe, great energy, seemed very genuine, very cute all the time. And so uh, I know you were a plus-size stylist, and of course I follow you on the Instas. Um, and I was just like, I feel like Monet would be an amazing person to interview. And I did a little research on you. And I'm just like, why is this bitch not a millionaire? Okay? Like, why is she not famous? Like, why is she not, like, on a set of, like, the highest of the high? And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do. And then also if people can find you. So, yeah, Leah, that was a great introduction. So, thank you. Uh, my name is Monet Maxwell. I'm a stylist, creative director, and recently a model. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Monet Maxwell and on TikTok at Monet Maxwell. Oh, she got a TikTok. Uh, yeah, I got a TikTok. I love some TikTok. Ooh. I've been styling for five years, and I've been modeling for two. Okay. Yeah. So, I always, like, see your, your – you guys have to go – on her Instagram page. I'm too old to have a TikTok. <laughs> I'm too elderly. Uh, I am a boomer, so I can't. <laughs> I'm a boomer, honorary. And so I be seeing like the stuff you be doing and it's mesmerizing, it's amazing. It's just, it, it empowers me. I mean, I'm not a model anymore. I'm former, I'm a former influencer and a former model. I always tell people that and they think I'm joking, but I'm actually dead ass serious. Uh, <laughs> like I, you know, and I look at your work and I'm like, this is what we need to see more of. So I'm very excited to get into some very shady uh, discussions with you, okay? Ooh. And of course, see more, see more titty, because the titties are tittying. Titties are tittying, they are okay? Titty, okay? Okay. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> okay. So I want to do an icebreaker question first, okay? Because um, Monet said she was a little bit sweet and shy. Yeah, I'm fake shy. Oh. No, it's like I'm shy, but I'm not. Ooh. <laughs> Sex operator. <laughs> I really think that I missed a, you know, missed a calling because I think I would have been good at that. I think you could still do it <laughs> <laughs> on the side. <laughs> you, you can have a, like another name. You don't have to use your name. You know, I, you don't have to come up with a name for me, Leah. I will. Let me think about it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm not that good at names, but I am at the same time. That okay. makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. See, my voice is not phone operator, sex operator esque. <laughs> Like, my voice is very annoying, so I think that you would have a good voice for it. And I'm just like, hey! <laughs> like, mine is, like, not. Nah, it's just too, it's too, like, you know what I mean? Yours is, like, sultry. Thank you. So, mine is very much so another type of uh, thing. But, anywho, are you ready for the icebreaker question? I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> so, I had two. I think I'm going to ask you the other one later. So, this one um, is uh, about me, because I'm a Leo. Mm. Wait, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. Okay. But I'm an Aries rising, so I definitely Oh, so you be lying. 
Oh, so you're oh, so you a lying ass motherfucker. <laughs> I told her that was not going to happen. I already told her that was going to happen. I know. Everybody talks about the lion Libras. You be lying though, for real? I I feel like... Or do you you just omit? I feel like there are a lot of times where I omit. Okay. And there are times when I don't say shit. Okay. If it is a lie, I'm going to be honest, it's to save feelings for people I really, really care about. Okay. But there are a lot of times where I'm just... I'm going to be honest, that Aries rising comes through and I'm very blunt. Okay. Aries is cool. Aries is cool. He's like... Yeah. No, Libras are cool, too. He's like... The, the ones that I've met, they just be lying a lot. I, I don't, I'm not saying they're not good people. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna be honest. I definitely, be, I definitely believe it. Okay. Um, also, I mean, men, I, air, men Libras versus women Libras are totally different. And the funny thing is, I do love male Libras as friends. Okay. Very much as friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date a male Libra. You know what? Well, you know I'm a Leo, so I'm messy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so I would never date. question is um do you find me attractive oh yeah you fine as hell i couldn't stop looking at the ass first of all can we just give it up for the ass Leah? please stand up real quick <laughs> no 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 i'm gonna give you the moment stand up oh, no. let's see this wagon let's see this wagon <laughs> do you see all this ass <laughs> you saw this ass it's not even fair you're not playing fair leah god damn <laughs> damn not the ass <laughs> beautiful I, honestly the funny thing is leos i either love or hate them but there's still Fair. always going to be love because mm-hmm. y'all are always real ass bitches so i can't at the end of the day at the end of the day always real ass bitches yes i agree so thank it's you. just your energy there's something about you that is just very captivating like Ooh. so yeah absolutely. thank you so much i just like to be gassed up so it <laughs> i was, know you do there was no yeah, other there was no other reason a leaper's gonna do that for you so I should start dating Libras, is what you're saying. Oh, bitch, you sold me. <laughs> she sold me. I think, I think Leah kind of like me. Oh, I mean, I'm a little bit gay. <laughs> I'm a lot of gay. <laughs> so I'm actually, so before we get into this, to the episode and stop fucking around, mm-hmm. uh, all of my gay friends and bisexual friends call me honorary gay <laughs> because I love gay shit, but I just don't partake in gay shit if that makes sense. I get it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm teetering. I'm like tight roping. You support some gay shit. Oh, I, support I love it, gay shit. Love it. I like, please it. do more. <laughs> I'm like, gay shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> But anyway, enough about gay shit. Um, so, yes, we did that. Okay, so now this is, we're going to get into the nitty gritty about thin mediocrity, which I'm so excited about this co- this conversation because you, like, are so into that world. I've also been into that world as well. Uh, so the first question is, have you ever been fat shamed on set? I definitely feel like I've been fat shamed indirectly. I feel like there's been a lot of microaggressions on set, specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to food. Um, there's been times where people are like, oh, I promise you there's been times where people are like, oh, no, it's okay, I'm hungry, but I don't wanna eat, I don't wanna get too fat, and it's Ooh, like, not too fat. oh, so you're gonna get too fat from having a meal right now, like, are you serious? Not too fat. Yeah, there's been times where people have been like calling themselves fat, and mm. like, you know, you're not fat, so it's like, are you only yep. saying that because I'm in the presence Ooh. of you? I just never know if it's, if it's shade, mm-hmm. or if it's coming from an authentic place. Um, hmm. But I will say one thing about me is 
I'm always going to eat. Oh. Um, I'll be on set, and there are times when people are, like, working, working, working. I'm like, where's the lunch? Oh. And it may be, like, very That's respectfully. That's the main concern. It's my concern. It's what we eat it for because, lunch. No, because I feel like, <laughs> and I don't want to get off uh, to your point, I feel like this industry is so toxic to the point where it's, like, they want you to just work, work, work. Mm-hmm. We going to work through meal time. No, we not. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. We're taking naps. We're taking naps. Because <laughs> I'm the queen of naps. I don't give a fuck what's happening. I'm taking me a motherfucking nap. I told you I was I was a boomer. What part of I'm a boomer do you not get? <laughs> like, you don't be napping on set, Leah. I have before. Actually, I have before because I'm so tired. Oh, my god. You know, you got to perform and you got to... Be... I know. And I'll be tired. If it's a 12-hour day and it's back-to-back, I'm going to take a nap. Hit me up when you're ready for me to get in front of this motherfucking camera. The fuck? <laughs> um, so, like, so by being fat shamed, um, so so that was an interesting point. You were saying that um, people make these comments and stuff. So do you feel like it is because you're fat that they make these comments? Or do you feel like they have these conversations about them skipping meals and stuff with other people uh, who are, like, straight size? Or do you think it's just, like, really because you're around? To be honest, I, I think it's hard to gauge that because I've actually have said things to people because there's been times where people have kind of like reminded me like they don't want to look like me indirectly. Ooh. They're like, you know, people are like, oh, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be fat. Or I, I'm like, you're saying this in front of a fat person. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it because for me, it's like, I don't know what to compare it to, Yeah, but it's. It just seems really um, and unfair and insensitive. Yeah, and the I thing agree. about me is I'm okay with being fat, and I'm okay with you perceiving me as fat. Like mm-hmm. it's undeniable. I wear a size twenty. I I can't pass as anything else, you know. But um, I don't know if they have conversations hmm. with their friends. I'm not sure. It just seems odd that mm-hmm. it's happened to me on so many different occasions. Yes. So it's like hmm. I person think maybe it's even sub, like subconsciously yeah you know they're just like okay there's like a fat person around me so i just have to say right this um like fat phobic or like body shaming right and food shaming comment that's very interesting there's also been times where um people have like indirectly made it seem like i couldn't do a job mm. like making it seem like maybe you're too tired or i yeah I know. Yeah, I was actually sweating on set because we talked. I was uh, yeah. running a little hot, and this was a stylist I worked with. Because hoes be sweating. Because hoes be sweating. Hoes be sweating. Shit, I'm hot as hell. Look at me. <laughs> and this stylist that I work with, she was like, "Are you okay? Like, you just seem so like you need to sit down." I'm like, "God, like, girl, did I say that? I know. Like, I can't sweat. Did I say that? <laughs> it's like my goodness, you got me running around doing your right. job and my job. Oh. Yes, I'm gonna sweat." Oh, swear it's gonna swear it's gonna it's happen. Gonna happen. So yeah. Wow, I can't believe that. That's kind of so rude. What was your response to that? Was it just like kind of just like push it off, disregard, or were you like, hold up, hold you sweating? I didn't. I will say like with this stylist um, specifically, it was really rough. Um, I mm. feel like I took a lot of um, abuse these couple of days that I worked mm. with her, and it was it was so overwhelming. And I think I got to the point where it did break me down a bit wow. because it's yeah. like. I'm in front of all these people. You're embarrassing me. Yep. I'm the only fat, mm-hmm. like actual fat mm-hmm. person on set. Because there was a curve model. Yep. Um, but I'm the only actually visibly fat person on set. Right, right. Um, got me walking your dog and shit. It was oh. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, she a, was she a white bitch? Absolutely. See, you know, this is why I always say, <laughs> anytime I ask that question and, and the answer is yes, I'm really like, cancel. <laughs> cancel. Yeah. We're going to Wakanda. I don't no, want to see them. I don't want to see them no more. I don't want to see them no more. Because they make everybody's like job really, really difficult. Yeah. Bitch, walking a dog. 
know. What the fuck? I look like a mammy to you? I know. And it's like, it's really wow. hard. I promise you, being a stylist is really hard because it's oh, I can imagine. hard just speaking up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially being not only a fat person, but then a black woman. Yep. It's also, it's already automatically going to be received as aggressive or combative or yep. being difficult. Um, so it's like, I've gotten much better with sticking up for myself, mm-hmm. but it's never received well for the most mm, part. I'm going to be honest interesting. with you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wow, I'm learning so much. So it's funny because like you're on the stylist end, right, um, of working, and I'm on the opposite end where people are styling me. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting to have like the perspectives, but they still collide, right, yeah. um, or they intertwine. And so I think, um, so I have in my notes about a story about Torrid, and uh, it's so funny because people love, so I haven't worked with Torrid since last June uh, when they stopped hiring me. Uh huh. And wow. so everybody always wants me to talk about tour because, like, I was like the first, like, you know, hijabi plus size short toward model. And it was like, tell us about, give me this tea about Torrid because nobody really talks about Torrid. I mean, a couple girls have come forward, uh, like, but not like the, the toward models, the main ones. Like, no one has ever came out and said this shit. Mm. So I'm like, well, y'all hoes don't hire me no more. And Y'all changed, whatever. Y'all don't want me. Y'all, y'all want, y'all want small fats. Y'all want people with no double chin, flat stomachs. You guys want to do that, so then I, I have free reign to talk about whatever I want to talk about, and I really don't give a fuck at this point. So I, I don't want to be really a model anymore anyway. So I, I'm gonna bring up this Torrid story, but like, uh, I remember the first time. Uh, I was on set with Torrid, and I will say that Torrid handled this 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 situation um, gracefully. But it's just like to just goes to show you how much fat phobia is on set. So mind you, I'm like a little baby in this industry, and I'm just glad that Torrid even w- reached out to me to to model because you know Torrid is like that. You know, everybody wants to be a Torrid model. They used to do those those castings, the modeling calls, yeah. and everyone's like, I want to be a Torrid model. Like that is like that is a plus size model's dream. And so uh, I finally got that call, and I was just like, ooh, me, you. And so, like, you know, Tabria was on set, and Candace, and all these, like, big-name people who've been in the industry have done amazing things. And I'm just, like, just, you know, the only very fat, very short, you know, uh, model. And so I was on set. I think it was either the, fir- the second, first or second time I ever modeled with them. And this was back in 20, I want to say 2019, 18. Uh, and so, yeah, I was on set. And so, um, you know how, like, after lunch, um, they will, uh, like, you have to get right back to work. Like, lunch is really quick. Like, you're, you have to hurry up and eat and then, like, basically, you know. And so um, I grabbed the cookie because, like, I wanted it. Right. And also they were delicious. Okay. And they didn't bring enough of them up. So everybody literally got, like, one cookie. And they were kind of small. But when I tell you them cookies was bussing, they was bussing. I was like, so, you know, lunch is over. They're like, Leah, we need you to come immediately. We need you to, we need to fit you immediately for the next look. I mean, for the next, the next shot. So I grab the cookie and like my hands are out like this and I'm trying to eat my cookie as they're fitting me for clothes. And, um, me and the, the seamstress was was like coking and joking about it. Like, oh my God, these cookies are so fucking good. This is the best one we've ever had. We're like joking back and forth as he's measuring me. Um, and uh, I was like, you know what? We should have them bring some more. Like, I'm a model. Like, I can request some more cookies. He's like, yeah, yeah, ask, ask, ask. I will never forget this Asian girl. I think she might have been definitely straight size. I don't think she worked for Torrid, but she was like, uh, I guess, hired as like the production people. Yeah. Um, but I think she was on the styling team. She was a stylist assistant, not even a fucking stylist top. She was like an assistant. And she's just like, um, I don't think you should have any more cookies. I'm like, <sighs> I was just like, 
mind you, everyone's around me, fitting me. There's stylists touching me, people grabbing on me. The you know everyone's trying to do what they got to do. And this bitch says, I don't think you should have another cookie. And and when I tell you, like everyone just got quiet, and like I just felt myself shrink internally, and I was just like, I don't. I feel helpless. Number one, because like if I make if I say something about it, then they're going to think like, oh, Leah's problematic. She always talking shit on set, right? So I didn't want to seem as a problematic fat girl because I just was accepting anything at that time. I didn't want to become that person. Um, but this was my chance to shine. And so when I told you like that broke me the whole day, <laughs> I was just like, damn, because I didn't speak up for myself. And so I went to the other side where they're doing video. And um, I talked to one of the uh, makeup artists who was also like a plus size gay male. And I was like, let me just like I just want to ask you like this happened like should I say something or should I just let it go because I feel horrible and I feel like um like I should never eat again and uh he was just like oh say something not now but say something afterwards he's like let's just let's let's just get through the day don't say anything now but definitely email the, like Torrid so yeah I it took me a couple of days to figure out what I wanted to do because I was so scared that Torrid would be like fuck you like we don't want to work with you ever again you're making problems on set and what i will say that they did do was fire her immediately there was like you'll oh, never see wow. her again okay. you'll never see whoever it was and I, I didn't see her after that so it was very interesting but just so that she felt like she can blatantly tell my fat ass that i don't have to have another cookie bitch and if you out there listening you a motherfucking bitch <laughs> Because how dare you? You don't tell me what the fuck I can have. The audacity for me. Like, yeah. Out of all the things that you could possibly do in, like, working, why are you worried about what am I putting in my mouth? Yeah. I just, this industry at times. I was just like, oh, my God. It's, it's really the audacity. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you feel that it's so comfortable talking yeah. to a model. At one yeah. Time of that. You're here to dress. Like, that is your job. Girl, I was just, like, so, I was like, yeah, I've never, like, it, it was just, and I've had other situations too, but that one sticks out, uh, and I should have stuck up for myself, but um, I did in a way, but I've, I, I feel like I should have got her, since, since you want to be froggy in front of everybody, I should have got froggy with her too, right. but now that I know, you know, that I'm grown, and I'm more secure in myself and stuff like that, um, but yeah, like, so I hope she learned a lesson getting fired right. uh, to never fuck with Leah V, <laughs> and that's, that's not on that, <laughs> so. No, that's right. Yeah, so. All right, I think you have the next question. I have the next question. I'm going to just read from yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and is this the mediocre? Yeah. So, mediocre, thin stylists, have you come across any? Uh, oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'll let you go first on that one. So, I think, honestly, when it comes to the fashion industry in, in general, it's about politics. It's about who you know, mm-hmm. and it's about your resources. A yep. lot of times you're in the room because you have money yep. or you have access to a lot of different brands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, it sucks because you don't even have to really be good to do this job. It is really all about That's true. who you know, whose back you're rubbing, yep. and how much money you have. I, I feel like I've worked for stylists that are spending way more than um, the budget that they're given just to like, kind of prove a point and it kind of takes away other jobs because not everybody can do that they don't have the funds they don't have the resources Mm -hmm. so absolutely i've come across many white thin stylists Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. Um, girl yeah so i'm gonna tell you one story (laughs) i have so many but we only have a certain amount of time uh but i will say that overall um i would say 90 8% 8% of the thin stylists that I'll come across who are usually uh, thin white women, uh, thin Asian women, 
um, or gay males. Now, the gay males, I would say, are a little bit more fashionable and stylish, but specifically for like the, the thin white women and the thin Asian women, I've come across a lot of mediocrity. Um, it's just a lot of like like ego, first of all, like you said before, resources, stuff like that. It's just like, honey, I don't even think you even would know how to style someone if it hit, hit you in your face. It's just like, because I've seen some things. Like I've had situations where I li- literally had to style my own self on set because bitches didn't get my sizes right. And so what I started to do, and again, as when you're a baby in this industry, you're trying to learn the ropes. You just think that stylist's job is to style your body and not have you on set trying to squeeze on size 12, 14s when a bitch can't get in an 18. Okay? Like, I'm very hippie. I'm bottom half. So I had to many times bring my own stuff. Of course, I bring my own hijabs because they never have those. Don't ask for that. You ain't never get no hijab. Oh but God. I had to bring, like, I've had to bring in my own pants and dresses and belts because these bitches are untrustworthy. Like, these thin styles are untrustworthy as fuck. And it's just like, ma'am, I need you to get it together. So what I started doing when I started getting a little bit more clout is that I would talk to the director personally or producer. I'm like, this is, we need seamstress on set. I don't care what your budget is. Seamstress on set. And I need you to go to these particular places to get clothes i don't care about what you're doing what you're going to because i've had thin stylists put me in boxy ass clothing or have a tiny ass slither of clothes for me when all the thin people have these amazing bouquet and like you know feathers and and beads and stuff like that for them but i get fucking boxy ass roseanne bar outfits <laughs> from <laughs> like like what the fuck I look like a Republican dressed like this. Oh Why the gosh. fuck would I dr- I don't dress like this normally. Why would you do that to me? Have me looking stupid. Or nationwide commercials. Like, like that's what you're not going to do is have me looking crazy on TV. That's, that's what you're not going to do. So I started, like, stepping in, and then a couple of have gotten mad at me for overstepping. They, they would get, I'm like, where's the director, where's the producer? Because, like, you know me, baby. I'm a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to who I got to talk to to get to where I need to be. Right. And so they'd be like, oh, well, I can talk to them. Eh, no, thank you. I'll talk to them. And they'd be like, oh. Because, yeah. like, you're mediocre. I'm right. sorry, boo-boo. Right. You shouldn't be here. And the fact that you are even upset, you didn't bring the clothing for me. So what am I going to wear? You're going to have me out there naked. Basically. everybody got on clothes. And you want me to not say anything. It's no, crazy. absolutely not. And so, like, there, so there's one particular story that uh, she was such a fucking bitch. I'm sorry. So, like, I was on the set of, uh, I was doing, like, again, a, a nationwide commercial. Like, it was wow. played everywhere. I was doing, like, the... Um, the Fitbit commercial, right? Okay, yeah. And so I with remember. the Fitbit commercial, I had to have a wetsuit. Now we know wetsuits don't fit big bitches. They really don't. Like they make oh, yeah. they make really plus size wetsuits for men, but not for women. And wetsuits have to be fitted in a certain way and, and they can't be like cut because it'll let the water in. So you really can't really um, alter them. And so, yeah, I told them ahead of time, I need to have a, a, a one that literally fits my body like a glove or not, like, I won't be able to do this. And I'm not going to be looking crazy on a commercial. So they gave me, like I said, Asian stylist. So first of all, she came in real cocky. Yeah. I guess she, like, knew Rihanna or, like, maybe had done some work with Rihanna. First of all, bitch, I don't give a fuck who you work with. I'm here and I'm your Rihanna today. Okay? okay. So what you're gonna do is calm down, and you're gonna and you're gonna do a, your job for me, cause I'm Rihanna today, boo boo. Right. So she wanted to tell everybody she Rihanna. Eh. I'm like, girl, I don't really give a fuck about that. Right. Love Rihanna, love Riri, but you do your job. Right. She was so rude to me, so nasty, oh and I told her like, um, you know, cause we're having issues with the with, with the getting the wetsuit on, and she's like, well, it was like a big gap between like my crotch and my like middle thigh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not gonna be on a commercial with an ill fitting. Um, you know, like suit. And she's like, just pull it up. 
who you talk who 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 you talk who you talking to? And so when I saw her attitude about me and not giving a fuck about me because I'm fat or she she deems me unworthy, I was like, where's the producer? Because I want to talk to him. I'll tell him what you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> I told the assistant stylist, tell her not to come in this like room again. I'm done with her. If she comes over here, I'm I'm she gonna get embarrassed. When I tell you that Silas never looked at me the entire duration. She uh, didn't look at me, she didn't talk to me, she avoided me during lunch because you're disrespectful. I don't give a fuck who you work with. What you're gonna do is do your job and make sure this fat ass is clothed and looking good for the camera and looking good for the commercial. I'm the talent. I'm Beyonce today. Even with that, with her not talking to you and just be continuing to be rude, it's mm-hmm. like, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if that was a black stylist, they would not let that shit fly. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They're like, oh, this is the talent. You got to treat them mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's just unacceptable. It's, yeah, it was really bad. So I'm just like, this is, but this is what we'd be dealing with, right? Yeah. Like, as fat black artists in, like, a very um, thin-centered industry, we have to deal with these these microaggressions and regular aggressions, hyperaggressions, and and then we're we're told to like, oh, like you should be happy to be here, like you know, you, you're like the person who who made it through all these hoops to get here. No, I'm not accepting crumbs anymore. Right. And so like we need to like keep keep this momentum. Um, but to segue into the other question, um, where's all the fat stylist? stylish bitches at like why aren't they being hired behind the scenes like where's all the fat the fat bitches at i promise you for the most part i'm usually the only fat person on set and there's been a lot of times when i'm the only black person as well when it comes to like bigger productions yep if there are plus size models and the sets that i've worked on the plus size models are still very much you know it's still about desirability Mm -hmm. politics so they're not you know they don't they're not apple shaped they're not big you know they don't have big huge butts or big stomachs so there's mm-hmm. still you know a line of what they look like mm-hmm. um i don't know where Damn. all of the plus size uh fashionable yeah. stylists are you know mm-hmm. i'm here i'm ready for hire if y'all want to hire me but honestly it just doesn't feel like there's enough of us it's um, not it's really yeah. not. I think so. I was talking to my friend last night about it. Um, I think you are, I think, the only one that I actually know. And then Kelly Augustine, I think she started doing it, what, like a year or two, two years, two, three yeah. years ago? So she's been doing um, some stylish work. She was an influencer. I, and I think she's still an influencer. Uh, but she's like the only one. But she's kind of like a newbie compared to like the other, other people who's been in the industry. And I'm going to think if somebody else that's like plus size and black or just plus size that's a stylist. And I cannot think of one, not even in LA. I'm trying to, I know. I'm gonna be honest. Her name is Escapey right now, um, and I I want to say of course she is plus size, but I don't know if she's part of you know the plus size movement and oh, fat okay. movement. Yeah. I I know for a fact there is a stylist who I think she, I want to say that she styles athletes. Okay. Um, but yeah, besides that, there's not even a lot of plus size men um, mm-hmm. that are styling. There's just not a lot of plus size yeah. people styling. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also just how the work is perceived. They like I said, they already. Before they even see you, mm-hmm. they have this um, perception of, can you do this or not? You this, know? yes. Like, if I'm here, <laughs> like I can do it. right. Like, and why also, would I, but did they ask that to thin people? No. Because I that's why they be not. mediocre. Because I you know. don't ask them these questions. You just assume because someone's thin, they know how to style somebody. Right. That does not equate to fashion and style. Right. It does not. No, not at all. And a lot of times, too, like with, the, with these. Not even just thin stylists, I want to say, but with stylists 
in general, they don't always dress for your body type either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know we're, we're moving away from, like, what's flattering. Sure, um, yes. But, I mean, me personally as a model, I still want to look like all the other models. Yep. I still want to look and feel good. Exactly. You know, I don't want you to just be like, all right, we just got the diversity here. We're mm-hmm. just going to put her in some shit. Because that's yep. a lot of times, too. Yep. Like, they just want you to, it's just a body. Like, to say, oh, look, you guys wanted representation. <laughs> here they are. Check and out the boxes. Check out, Checking the, out boxes. the boxes. It doesn't matter. They look a hot mess. They're yep. here. Exactly. They, we you? love fat people. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you fat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You fatties. <laughs> look at them go. <laughs> it is it is really honestly, that is really what it is. I mean, yeah. we can we can talk about it now because we have great sense of humors. I know. But literally, they will put you into it's like either they have you wearing something that's super boxy. <laughs> Uh, and just ridiculous and thrown and pieced to fucking together. Or they have you completely naked. Because there's right. that other end of the spectrum where you'll see like a lot of like super plus models who kind of like made it kind of commercial. Some in London and some in the US. And they'll have them like in string bikinis. Or just like they'll yeah. throw some a piece of fabric on them and be like, yes, that's high fashion. No, that's laziness. That's late. And I'm not saying I don't want to see naked fat bitches. Right. Don't yeah, ever think right. I don't. Because I always want to see. I always want to see naked fat bitches, okay? That's that's always. my thing. But <laughs> if you're going to be lazy about it and you're just doing it because you don't have anything to fit them, so you're just putting them in string bikinis right. or just random pieces of fabric, that's not high fashion, sweetie. That's no, just laziness. It's not. it's not. And also, I have an issue with that, too, because it's like if you're doing a, say you're doing an editorial, why is everyone else, why does everyone else have on clothes and then the plus mm-hmm. size model is they're naked? That makes, yeah. first of all, that makes no exactly. sense aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is very lazy because it's like number one, if you have the budget too for the skinny girls' clothing, mm-hmm. why don't you come through with the big girls' clothing? I mean, it's just there's so many questions at times. It's like, oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's like at that, to be honest, maybe it's just my opinion, but if that's the case, I'd rather not see the plus size person on set if you're going to be lazy right. with what they're wearing. I mean, maybe that's controversial, but right, for right. me, it's like if they're gonna be so. Like kind of, it feels like they're being like um, othered. Othered. Yeah. If if I'm gonna be othered, or if someone who looks like me is gonna be othered, then honestly, fuck that diversity shit. Keep this, keep this spread for the skinny girl. Not performative diversity. Honest. Yeah, like don't make Not it performative. Like make, make it make sense. Girl, so it was really funny because like I was on another set when I did uh, the Genesis commercial, um, mm-hmm. which I did like couple like two years ago and I was very excited they, they flew me out first class and I was just like first class please thanks I got really really drunk on the flight and I had a panic attack uh, <laughs> I got dark real fast my stories always get dark really fast that's just that's the tip of the iceberg for me but yeah so they flew me out first class it was great lovely company they found me or whatever on you know on the instance and it was really interesting because they um, I told them ahead of time that you need a seamstress uh, on set, and they 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 did that. I said you need to have these mini dresses. I need to have they need to be long sleeve. They need to be long. Um, you need to get probably several of each, just in case you have to de- deconstruct it and put more fabric on it, just in case. And it was very receptive to that. And I spoke to the uh, the stylist stuff like that. And it's really interesting because um, like sometimes the stylist will be like, okay, I talk to them, and they'll be like, um, yeah, uh, where do you usually go shopping for your clothes? And so one time I told a girl like where I was like, oh, like Eloquy, like Torrid and like even Rainbow because Rainbow right. coming through Rainbow. with them. Hey, Rainbow, because honestly, but we, Rainbow you know, be coming you know, through with some pieces going up through Rainbow. You right. OK, scratch that. You scratch that. OK, Rainbow. <laughs> don't go to no. Rainbow. Don't don't go to Rainbow. Rainbow's full of shit. Don't ever go to Rainbow, y'all. 
don't do that because they horrible. They don't have nothing past a size 10. <laughs> don't go. Um, so anyway, I was telling her like, you know, all the stuff. And she was just like writing it down. She's like, yeah, I've never heard of these stores before. Bitch, ha. When she told me she never heard of like the plus size stores that I was saying, I was just so flabbergasted because it's like, okay, so have you never done like a plus size model before? Or like, so as a stylist, like just like a hairstylist, a model, a photographer, a, a podcaster, you have to know your, your industry inside and out. This is why like we're talking about thin mediocrity because it is just that, that you have the privilege, the thin privilege to be like, I don't know that demographic. I don't have to know that demographic. I don't know where you fatties get clothes. I don't know where you fat hoes get clothes from. So so educate me. So now I'm not only being the model, but I'm being a motherfucking stylist too. So where am my money at? I'm going to be honest. Where's my money at? That bothers me on so many different levels because even, so say she has never styled a plus size person before. Okay, that happens. Mm -hmm. It's your job to research. Mm -hmm. Google is fucking free. Like, so you just going ask the model. Literally, she asked me. I'm like, girl. And part of being a stylist, a big part is researching. Mm Mm-hmm. All you gotta type in in Google's plus literally, size literally. Like, she said, "What? <laughs> Eloquent? Oh my god! <laughs> She's like, what is that? Oh my goodness! But it's like, just like that's so crazy because it's like if I go get my hair done, I want you to know how to do my texture, right? Like you, you don't get a pass because you don't do that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like if someone comes in there with like." I don't know, alopecia or like like whatever it is, like super thin hair, super coarse hair. Like I feel like as a stylist, you should be able to navigate these different things. Right. So why is it di- why is it like that we're giving passes to thin, mediocre stylists? Right. I will say like when it comes to specialties, I feel like sometimes they just hire people who are who they deem as good, mm-hmm. whereas they're not hiring people who actually specialize in mm. in this because that could save them a lot of work too. Exactly. Because here you are hiring someone who is only styled thin people has only did one form of things mm-hmm. and now they are doing something that they've never done they're probably not even really you know they shouldn't get this job oh 100 right 100 should get the job why are you getting the job you've never done this before <laughs> i'm just saying because they do that to a lot of people they're like oh i, don't, I think we're gonna go with another stylist but it's like you should go with another stylist on this too oh. because okay so she's done 20 sets but if she can't take the time to mm-hmm. google where to yep. find plus size clothing then she don't need to be there then you don't need and to that's be there. it especially like if you're if you're like have if you have plus size people on set right like if you have plus size people and even if they don't i feel like they should still know where to shop absolutely it's so we only got four stores <laughs> we got four stores my, my dude like is this real like <laughs> we don't I have know, nothing you felt like you were being punk we like, don't have nothing that's and you don't know the four? Right. It's not like we have a thousand, like, all these, like, you know, uh, couture stores to shop from. We have four stores in the plus size <laughs> industry. Four. And this is what you do? I was sick. I'm sick of it. Yes. <laughs> but, and then also, just, like, to wrap that conversation up, it's just, like, uh, like you said before, like, being the only fat person on set, being the only, like, black person on set, being the only Muslim on set, mm-hmm. um, with all those, like, identities and, and levels and layers and complexities, um... I've definitely been on set where literally there's only been like white people. It might be a select Asian or two. Yeah. And maybe a nigga. <laughs> and he's maybe. usually on production where he's like taking the sets down Always. or putting the sets up. Okay. He's doing he's doing work. <laughs> so I'm just like, we need more body diversity like behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. I, I have stories. Girl. Actually, I have. I'm gonna be honest. I just want to say one story. I Go was ahead. on set, and I, I was the only black 
fat person on set. Mm -mm. And um, I was talking to someone, I wanted, I forget her position, but she worked for a brand. So maybe she was like a brand rep. And she asked my name. I told her my name, Monet. Mm -hmm. And she asked my last name and I told her Maxwell. And she's like, oh, I thought your name would be like hard to pronounce in a lot of letters. And I was just too stunned to speak. I, I was fuming because it's like that, that's extremely racist. And all Dear this Lord. have a long last name. Dear Lord. <laughs> like, give you, me give me the strength. Not you having a whole Give me the strength. <laughs> Dear Lord, give me the strength not to go not to read these holes to fill. I know. Give I me the strength. Amen in his name. <laughs> I've never really had issues on set is when it's something that I'm putting together. Like if yep, it's a creative same, project. I promise same. you. Yeah. Every time it's like it's some of the conversations that they have. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this is this appropriate? Like Girl. Can we be stories for days? Story for days. Stories like, for days of inappropriate, just every motherfucking thing, everything. from like fat phobia to colorism right. to just like ableism to all type of shit. And it's just like, girl, just just give us a strength, Lord, because Please. if you know, I don't want to read a bitch to feel right. And you I know, don't want to be on. I don't want to. Every time I come on set, I don't want it to be a situation where I have to find someone to talk to right. about an issue like mm -hmm. that's overwhelming too. Because it's mm -hmm. like, my goodness. Like, I just want to come to set, do my job, and, and get the fuck out of here. That's it. I got shit to do. Right. Like, hey, these niggas is on my phone waiting. Behave yourself. <laughs> who, who raised you, that's, son of a bitches? That's like, serious. <laughs> like, asking white people to behave is asking too fucking much. You know that's asking too much. Like, I'm sorry, Monet. I, I can't do that. That's one thing I can't fucking do is, is do that. Okay? You're asking for too much. Oh, my god. You fat black bitches be asking for too much. <laughs> Accept your problems and go home. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> you should be lucky that you're here in the room. Exactly. Okay. I built a table, okay? <laughs> and it's my table, but you can get the fuck out, okay? <laughs> I'm like, ma'am? Ma'am? Oh <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the other question is um, selling skinny ideologies and sell out plus models, influencers, and brands. So... Um, I think that uh, we're going to get into like the Met Gala and stuff like that. We're not going to get too much into it because this is not going to air until like later on. I know, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. But it's really interesting because, you know, at the Met Gala, they um, were honoring uh, that fat phobic piece of shit. Um, who knows where he is? <laughs> <laughs> I have no love for anyone who's fat phobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, Islamophobic. Any give a fuck about them i really don't it's just like sir i was like i don't give a fuck about none of y'all at the end of the day like i have nothing for you and so um one of the things that he said is no one wants to see curvy women right and so it's just very interesting that he said that because he's basically trying to sell these skinny ideologies right the skinny ideology that in order to be happy worthy draped in these million dollar diamonds and and being dressed by the couture and and the, and the elites in the fashion industry you have to be thin yeah. and so we're, we're selling that and we're seeing that right and so that's why i want to talk to you about that and get your thoughts so how, how do you feel about these skinny ideologies and also these um plus size models influencers brands that are kind of selling out in that way yeah um so many so many um opinions on carl yeah. Lagerfeld. for me even just to kind of talk about the met and the theme it just shows me that we're going backwards and 100%. That, that upsets me 100 um but yes, that was definitely very much celebrating skinny, celebrating yep. thinness, because if we look at all the runways from those times, there were no plus size models. Yep. And it was very much focused on being thin. And for me, it was 
Carl Lagerfeld is everything that's wrong with the industry. It's the toxic promoting the eating disorders yep. because let's we don't even talk about how much models went through in that time yep, to starving remain, themselves yeah, thin, to, thin. to remain thin like and we need to move past that um mm-hmm. and now with brands even like we talked about tar- uh, torrid mm-hmm. that upsets me <laughs> to even think that a brand that i used to love so much now only has doesn't even have plus size models in their ads no very much curved model very yep. much small small side yeah. of plus so it's like for a brand that was, it literally was started for us mm-hmm. to now do that, um, it, it makes me really sad. Yeah. Um, and it, there, first of all, there are so many people in middle, Mar- uh, middle America that uh, shop at Torrid, mm-hmm. that love Torrid. I mean, come on, they're keeping them in business. Nobody wants to wear fucking Mickey Mouse shirts. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my wear God. Mouse <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. No, like, not me. <laughs> Shoulder top, the cold shoulder top, and the peplum top. And the peplum top. And you got nerve to literally alienate your clientele? That's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. I love saying that shit. Oh, that's crazy. That's wild. When I say that shit, you know it's serious. It's serious. I still, I when I saw the ad and um, people were just talking about it on TikTok, I was like, Mm -hmm. they got some motherfucking nerve. They do. Oh, now you don't like the fatties. But but like you said before, they you're, they're keeping like the fatties are keeping y'all in business, right? Because like a lot of like thin people don't really they're not fucking with that. Even like mid sized people don't really shop that because right. like mid sized people can shop anywhere, honestly, right? Because they can still fit into extra large and larges, so they don't have to go to Torrid, right? So you know my fat ass is keeping people in business and stuff like that. Right. This is why I'm I'm saying it's disrespectful. It's really interesting you said that. Uh, so I like to say this saying. Uh, you you call them curve model, but I like to call them uh, people like thin people masquerading as fat people. <laughs> so I, I literally don't say curve model. That's what I say. They're thin folks masquerading as fat folks uh, because they are masquerading. They, they're they're only fat when it when it helps them, right? They're only body positive when it helps them, and right? I, I honestly agree with that a hundred percent completely. And the funny thing is, I've actually witnessed the curve models. I know you have other words for them on set. Get fat, like fat shamed. Damn. I I still have a memory of this, and I'm Mm-mm. I'm just this this shows that fat phobia does affect all of us. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. This girl was a size ten. She was like five uh, five ten five eleven a size ten. Oh wow. They kept referring to her number one as the big girl because she was technically Hell the biggest no. model, and they didn't have her sizes on set. And this was somebody how? that they picked. I'm like, so how do you reach out to oh, someone's agent? Gracious, say gracious. we want to choose this model mm-hmm. for this specific job. Mm-hmm. We don't have her sizes on set. People are referring to her as the big girl. And I'm I'm the real big bitch in the room. <laughs> and I don't I'm the know. actual big bitch. I'm like, the OG big bitch OG in the big motherfucking bitch. room. And I'm really the only big bitch in the room, too. Like, not, there ain't even a big man up in here. So yeah. it's like... Not them referring to her as a big girl. I promise. I you, cannot like, even the disrespect, and also I will say uh, that yes, I do agree that small fats or you know curved models, aka thin people masquerading as fat people. I do think that. <laughs> I just, I'm not because you got your little spiel. I have a spiel all, all the time. As a writer, I have a spiel all the time. Uh, so I do agree with like they still get body shamed stuff like that, and a lot of them have like spoke out in stories about being body shamed. Right. In the same uh, story you told. I've heard as well. Um, so, but I will say that is that that many of them don't understand the 
um, that they have to speak up for themselves. Right. So I did a job in London with another model who was very proportionate, like you said, 5'10", maybe a ten, size uh, 10. Um, and so I was like talking to the director and the like, producer or something about what I needed on set to do my job. And she looked at me and she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm telling them what the fuck I need. And she's like, um, I've never seen a model stick up for themselves like you just did. And I'm like, oh, honey, because like I'm more than a model. Right. So I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Uh, you guys are supposed to be like, what is what do they call models? Like a hanger, fashion hanger? <laughs> like literally they call models like, okay, you're just a hanger. Yeah. You're just a silhouette. And that's how with, with, Without a mind. And I said, oh, honey, I'm more than a model, sweetheart. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I'm an author. I'm a writer. I'm a public speaker. I model and I like to do it because I can do it very well. Right. But I'm also going to speak up for myself and I think you should do, do the same. Right. Don't let nobody talk too crazy. And she was, her mind was blown. I mean, she was gorgeous and beautiful and proportionate, you know, like, and, and I, you know, I don't know what she's doing now, but like, like on all the major campaigns. And she just was like, I just never saw that before. And they feel like they cannot speak up for themselves in this industry. I promise you, I think that that's, first of all, I think the biggest misconception is that modeling, you're going to be empowered. Like, first yep. of all, these sets are not going to empower you. They're going to break yep. you down a lot of times. So yep. you have to be very strong. But secondly, the, the whole, I think, and it starts way, I'm talking about Carl like a photo again, but this mm -hmm. comes from his era of doing things where mm -hmm. models are just supposed to shut the fuck up, yep. go on stage yep. or, or whatever, go on the show, mm -hmm. stand for the editorial, yep. wear these um, clothing that's so uncomfortable. Yep, and don't say shit. Blisters, like, yep. and don't say shit. Yep. If they missed a meal, we don't care. You have a job here. Yep. I, so I think that that's what they expect models to do. And it's, first of all, it's, it's inhumane. Yep. It's not fair. It's dehumanizing because mm -hmm. we're people, you yep. know? We're still people. And mm -hmm. even if you are, you know, only a model, you still have the right to say, hey, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's it. Like, and I just don't think that that's something that's been accepted for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a bitch like me that comes in a room and even even me just saying, hey, I just don't feel comfortable with that. I mm -hmm. promise you, it's like, <laughs> did she just speak up for herself? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Oh, she want to come in here and talk shit. Being disrespectful. <laughs> like, fat bitches be having attitudes for no reason. <laughs> I literally asked for a bottle of water. <laughs> like, uh-uh, we don't do that here. You asking for too much. I promise you, sir. Oh, because, you know, a bitch like me don't give a fuck either. I've asked for many things. And right. I'm like, and get it. Right. Period. Like, I am the talent. Yeah. You want me to do a job, correct? They're like, yes. Well, get what I asked you to get. Right. And do it with a smile. But it, it's literally <laughs> the trickle down because it... I think it's just so unhealthy on set. You yeah. know, they expect people to just come here and do the work. Mm -hmm. Don't be not be treated respectfully. Yep. Not get fed. Yep. Not get water. Yep. You're just expected to do a job, and you barely like, be getting breaks. You yeah. barely getting breaks, so it's like it's just it's, it's, it's really, a mess. It's wrong. I mean, so do you think that? Um, are there are there anybody that you you love in this industry that you really feel like is really doing the work, and then also one that you feel like is not doing the work? Oh it can be gosh. a brand, it can be an influencer, it can be. I mean, it sucks because I feel like that question is so hard because I feel like there's also smoke and mirrors. I feel like a lot of times people aren't really doing the work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Um, I feel like I don't have any um, for sure. Well, I won't say that. I'm gonna name friends of mine. Of okay. course. Um, Shameless think, plug. We love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love uh, it. Nepo, nepo there's, baby. There's definitely, <laughs> I definitely think, Nepotism. I definitely think there's a bunch of like um, upcoming people, yeah. models. Um, oh, also, we're talking about stylists. I know plus size stylists. Yeah. Um, 
my friend, Asia Washington, amazing stylist. She's plus size. Okay. Um, Check her out. Isaiah. Uh, he's a plus size stylist. Okay. Um, Emma for sh from Shopberry. She has a plus size thrift store, and she's okay. also a stylist. So there's definitely are some people out, out here. there. There's okay. some people out here, and people are definitely uh, moving the industry now. When it comes to people who are not moving the industry, I feel like that's so hard because. Again, I, I believe that shit is smoke and mirrors. Um, mm, yeah. I, I just don't think that people who say that they're doing the work, and I'm talking about influencers, plus size influencers, just because y'all say y'all doing the work don't mean that y'all always are. I'm not calling their names out. Um, I am trying to think I of... I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Because in the other, another episode with, like, Kay, you know my friend Kayla, yeah. uh, we, uh, I definitely said some names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm leaving with something. Uh, <laughs> also, like, I just, I'm at a point where I don't give a fuck about plus-size influencers. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about plus-size models. I don't give a fuck about plus-size brands. It's really to the point where I've been just, like, used, abused, and belittled, and not given my flowers. Like, I think I should as, like, the literally the only historical, like, fat black Muslim, yeah. like, who's made it mainstream. Yeah. And I've not been given any of that and like you know i think we get into this conversation of okay who deserves flowers who doesn't who's moving the, the industry for who's not and it's just like i can like legitimately say that i've remained true this entire time i have never done anything that i didn't believe in and stand like stand up for yeah. and so a lot of motherfuckers in the industry can't say that they cannot literally say like i've not stepped on anyone's uh job or gig or back to get to where i am and i'm very proud of that and i think that that should be celebrated in this industry Absolutely. that full of smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people don't even acknowledge me or don't acknowledge my presence. Um, a lot of plus size models, influencers have literally looked me up and down, like I ain't shit. So a lot of them have been unfollowed and I'm gonna do another unfollowing. Cause I'm just like, I don't wanna see your content, you're lame, you you don't give a fuck about nobody but yourself. As long right. as you have a seat at the thin media, mediocre table, you're good. It's, it's fuck them fatties you. behind me. Yeah. And, I don't give a fuck how big I get. I will never, it will never be fuck those fatties behind me. Because them fat bitches made me. Right. And I am a fat bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to forever be a fat bitch whether I lose weight or not. Right. And so I just feel like it's just a lot of that fake ass shit. And these brands are not doing any better. But it's the influencers that push the tide, right? right. It's them who, who creates and sets the trends for these brands. Like, okay, this is what, this is what we're going to try to focus on. It's the influencers. And they're lazy. Yeah. They're not real activists. Yeah. Hashtag all this hashtag body positivity. Hashtag fat acceptance. Fuck you, bitches. Right. At the end of the day, and that's my two cents. I'm here for it. And, and that's that on that. And that's on that. And honestly, like again, I think that it is hard lines when it comes to that. You know, because I think sometimes people want to like separate the what they consider to be politics and just doing a job. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also seen people who. Like, it's, it's too much, but um, I promise you, it, it definitely don't be the way it looks. Oh, 100%. It don't be the way it looks. 100%. And it be people that look like you at a lot of times, you know? So Not your people, own people. It be your own people. It be your own people. Girl, already, hey. It be hey. the baddies who get, hey. the, who get the seats at the table. Yep. Who get the seats at the table, who are wearing the big brands, who can have the big brands on their side. Mm -hmm. Who be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm mm -hmm. doing this. Yep. But in real life, it'd be, it be fuck you. Dry. And, <laughs> and disrespectful. Dry. Disrespectful. Mediocre. <laughs> when they have an opportunity to stand up for people, they don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
So I will say, and I think I might have told this story with Kay, I don't remember, but just like, you know, just to like leave y'all with this story. It's just like, this is how much like white people just don't give a fuck. Again, just me hating white people. Um, (laughs) um, Like, so I was on a set. I'm going to say the set because like, I don't want to do all that. I'm I'm messy. I'm that messy. But I I was talking about, it was two white models. Of course, they were smaller ones who who fit the molds. And basically, we're talking about activism in the plus size modeling industry and who's doing it, stuff like that. And I told them what I do and how I kind of like kind of fell into the activism part because I was never wanting to do that. I just like, you know, my body is a rebellion. And so I was telling them about it. And then one of the girls who's been like in the industry for like 10 plus years, she was like, yeah, I used to do that. But now like I just... I just don't have the time. I'm just like so tired. And like, I just come on set and I do my job and I go. I'm like, oh, it must be so great to be like, have white, small, fat privilege and just like choose what you want to say and do and like choose activism. It must be so nice. And what a soft girl life. I didn't I say all that because I, I was just, I was just like shocked that she was just like, said that to a black person who's like way fatter and had to like fight tooth and nail to fucking get a seat next to you. The fact that you have the opportunity to say, I don't want to be an activist, or I don't want to touch on topics that affect fat people and people who look like you. I was just like, mine was blown. Mine was blown. It's always the audacity, but also look how privileged you are. And the thing about it is, I think when it comes to the influencers and the activism, I'm I'm not necessarily mad at like black and brown influencers mm-hmm. who choose not to take the activism oh yeah 100 they get a pass again like you said your presence alone <laughs> yep, in doing this is activism yep. but my thing is as a white person i i personally feel like it's your duty to stick mm-hmm. up for people because the only way that change is really made is by the people that they truly listen to oh. and i'm just being honest you know like we can we can definitely yell we could scream we could make it known that yep. we are not okay with it yep but we need white people to back us that is up true. because they are the ones that have power that is true so for her to literally say you know i have the power to do something but, but i'm I ain't not gonna, gonna do, do it, it that <laughs> like, it's a i was like, face. like i said well let me get up lunch is wow, over for me lunch is over <laughs> i was like let me take my plate to go yeah, <laughs> take it to go i lost my you know my taste my uh, we, I didn't exactly anymore i don't have i don't want to eat anymore yeah. because of you yeah. <laughs> and i'm always hungry yeah but now i'm gonna get up and go um, so this was such a great conversation. I wish it can last forever. So I do have one last question okay. to um, end on a light note. Ask all my guests this. Um, I want to tell you that you have a choice not to answer it, but no, I'm sorry. You have to. <laughs> oh I want to give choices, but I said, no. no. Uh, <laughs> so what's some real shit? Ooh, okay. Rate your coochie. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally asked everybody this yeah. question. Rate oh your coochie gosh. on a scale from one to ten. I feel like everybody should say it's ten, fifteen, <laughs> ten. Like, not you going overboard. Like, oh, she cocky. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. No pun intended. So it's a ten. I'm gonna say it's twelve. What? I'm gonna say oh. it's thirteen. Thirteen's oh. my favorite number. Damn, that's high. <laughs> she got that. She uh, Suki with the good coochie. <laughs> I love Suki because she I love Suki when she, she say that knows, shit. First of all, that song where she talk about eating butthole. Oh, yeah. That, she was like eating song. his ass. I'm like, oh, sis, you passionate about oh, this. Oh, no. She be eating her ass. Like, like the girl Cerise. Oh, my God. 
but no, so it's so funny because every time like someone tells me there, it's, it's interesting to hear different people's levels of like yeah. what they say. And Kayla said that she gives hers a nine because a ten would be Beyonce or Rihanna Coochie. Oh shit! So she said that that like a ten is that. Maybe it's me, but I feel like Beyonce and Rihanna Coochie is even higher. Oh, okay. I feel like she said because it it's a, it's one to ten, right? Okay, so one then, to ten, okay. so she said like ten is like Beyonce Coochie, Rihanna right. Coochie. Hers is a nine. All right. And then I said that mine is a five point five. <laughs> And the reason why is because sometimes she fails me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she be honest. failing me sometimes. I'm like, girl, this is not the time for that. Right. I need you, I need you to perform. Okay? Yeah. Don't embarrass me in front of company. Oh, my you God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't, don't embarrass so me in front of company. Don't embarrass me in front of company. And she do that sometimes. And we got to make sure that he not embarrass you, you too. That's like, true. Is he doing the right things? I'm just saying. It ain't always your fault. But also, I agree That's with true. Kayla, so like, <laughs> No, you said no. Stick with your mother. No, stick with your motherfucking like, answer. I really think that Rihanna and Beyonce might be twenty. I know they're only twenty, but like, I feel like I feel like Rihanna is a little bit higher than Beyonce, though. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Beyonce. Like, I don't want them to come after me, so actually, scratch that from the record. Because, like, the, the beehive, beehive be coming for, and, and, like, I would never say she anything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get canceled on black Twitter. I'm going to get canceled on black Twitter. And another person I would never talk about um, is uh, Nicki Minaj. Because the so bars be coming, so I would never, ever make a joke Nicki about her. the best pussy in the world. I said mm-hmm. that. Top tier, top tier Sag pussy, top tier. (laughs) She's like a Sag, so don't ask me why I know these these things. Yes, I know this. This was so fun. Love. Thanks for coming on my show and talking some shit. Yes. Thanks for talking some shit with me, and I appreciate your candidness. And I think you're such an amazing person. And I can't wait for this to air, uh, and my ten followers can watch it. So that is it with Tea with Leah V. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.